Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to episode 44. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in most episodes, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And on this special episode, we are going to be reviewing a event that we attended at the Walt Disney World Resort. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you take time to leave us a review on whatever pot platform you listen to us on, whether it be Google Play or Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you taking time to leave us a review. And of course, we also appreciate those customer ratings as well. And if you leave a review, we will make sure to give you a shout out on a future episode of the podcast. And for today's show, we are going to be talking about Animal Kingdom after hours. And we attended this event in March of 2020. It was actually the last events before the park closures. Um, So we are going to share our experiences. And this is our third after hours event we've attended the first one at Animal Kingdom, we've attended a regular after hours at Magic Kingdom, a villains after hours, which you heard about in a previous episode, which I'll make sure to link both of those previous reviews in our show notes. And then finally, this was our third and final one that we've done so far, which was Animal Kingdom. And just overall, Chris, as an initial gut reaction, what's your general opinion about it? Oh, it was really fun. I mean, it was, there's a lot of fun rides and you got to ride more of them because of the reduced capacity. Correct. And the Animal Kingdom one is a little bit cheaper than the Villains After Hours, which we had also done in the same trip. Of course, make sure to check the pricing changes. Um, At the time we went, the pricing started at $129. There are some, typically some discounts that may be available for those dates. And as of this date, um, they still had some scheduled all the way through on the end of May of 2020. And we anticipate that they will continue to schedule these out even further. So a little bit about how this works is you purchase a ticket for admission after the park closes. So the after hours are a three hour event and it usually runs, um, depending like at Animal Kingdom, it ran from nine to midnight. At other parks, it can be different timing. When we did the villains, it was later, it was 10 to one. Um, so what happens is you get three hours after the park closes to enjoy the attractions, etc. And there are some limits on those attractions, which we'll talk about. Now, with this, you can also, if you don't have a park ticket, so that day we actually spent the entire day at Animal Kingdom, which was nice. When we've done some of the other after hours, we've either done it on a day that we didn't have a ticket for a park or we've transferred from another park. So I would say it was kind of nice. What did you think about being able to be there all day and just go right into the party? Was that easier in your opinion? I guess so. I mean, I it wouldn't have been a big deal, I think, if we were at another park and went there. I think we were then able to, if during the day when there were some attractions we didn't get on, it was okay because then we were able to participate and enjoy those during the after hours time. If you haven't been at the park all day, you usually can get admission three hours earlier than the park start time or the event start time. So make sure to check into that. I know we've taken advantage of that at Animal Kingdom before. I'm so at I'm sorry, at Magic Kingdom before. At Animal Kingdom, they do allow you to enter the park at 7 p.m., which gives you a little bit of head start on the night. 
So it's two hours at Animal Kingdom. We're at Magic Kingdom. It could be up to three. So make sure to check into that. Um, so how that works is with it, they have really pretty much all of the main ticketed events or ticketed rides are open. They have Avatar Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey. Uh, they have Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, they also have It's Tough to Be a Bug, Triceratops Spin. We went on Primeval World. They do have some of the entertainment out, which was nice. Um, they had the Pandora Drummers. We did not get a chance to see them. They had a Mickey and Minnie meet and greet, the one that's at the Adventures Outpost. And they also had kind of like a DJ and a entertainment sort of host in. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, in the dinosaur area. So how we kind of did our night is we did go see Rivers of Light before during the regular park hours. So we went and saw, we had had a Tusker House dining reservation and we had reserved seating for that. But they did do during the after hours, which I thought was really nice. They had an additional viewing of Rivers of Light, and we were walking around the lake area there because we had ridden Expedition Everest, and you could see there was lots of seating available. So if you haven't gotten a chance to see Rivers of Light during the day, it's a great chance to go and see it after hours. And like I said, we were riding Expedition Everest at that time, so you could see it. That was really nice to be able to take advantage of that. So kind of how we started our night, we were, had just exited the Rivers of Light. So we went ahead and did a few things in the dinosaur area. We did Primeval World. And then we headed over to Expedition Everest. And I think this is kind of one of your favorite rides, isn't it, Chris? It sure is. So what what did you think about... I thought we got decent ride time on that. What did oh, you big think? time. I mean, it, there was almost to the point where there was, I think, it said 10 or 15 minute wait time. We walked on right on the ride so i think it's one of those things where you mentioned many times about just the value this would have been a very good thing if you wanted to you know traditionally go to a spring training game just enjoy orlando and then go in the evening i mean i would debate to a certain degree the price you pay for the reduced time you're going to get far more use out of the rides in, in access correct and we have some pictures i even scanned my magic band there were cars empty on expedition Everest when we wrote it and we ended up we wrote it I think we wrote it twice at the beginning and then we ended up going back at the end of the night and we wrote it again we figured that most people were going to head right over to the Pandora area so we saved that for it was about 10 30 or so when we headed over there and flight of passage they make you go through all of the it was walk-on but you still have to go through the pre-show area and we kind of had a little bit of a bad experience with Flight of Passage. Which that? What's That's that the one where we had the ride broke down, and then we had to wait and go back through the whole pre-show. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I mean, so what happened is we were in the pre-show where they do the scan, and they match you with your avatar, and we, like, right before then, our queue and loading area they had a problem so they had to transfer us to another loading area and they make you sit through the whole pre-show again so needless to say i think that probably added 20 minutes do you think to riding the ride so we could have technically went right on with just the one pre-show got on but with all of that it ended up taking us a little bit of extra time and we didn't go back on flight of passage again because we had already had a fast pass for earlier in the day you 
I know that ride typically can have some issues. So we did run into those issues that night. So even though it was walk on, it took a big chunk of time because of having to redo the pre-show. Still a great ride. And if you haven't gotten to ride it, on another day or at all, it's a great chance to do it because literally we didn't really wait in any line for it. It was just because of some technical difficulties. And then we went over and we walked right on Navi River Journey. They have some of the additional snack areas open. So we had gotten um, a specialty drink, which we've reviewed in previous ones. It was really good. Got it in Pandora. We had to wait to finish our drink because we walked so quickly on the ride. So that's something to keep in mind too. Um, literally with all of these ones that you see earlier in the day, there had been a 180 minute wait for flight of passage and we did walk on to that. Now, a nice thing that they do have, um, one of the things is you do get snacks included with your after hours admissions. And what were the snacks that you get at the parks, Chris? Oh, just the, the standard ice cream, popcorn, and pop, yeah. And pop. Yep. So one of the things that I did notice, Animal Kingdom has a lot of extra ice cream things that they don't have at some of the other parks, like the frozen lemonades, the chocolate-covered bananas. They really did not, those stands were not open. And I was kind of looking forward to that. I thought I was going to get a chance to get a chocolate-covered frozen banana, and they did not. They kept to the standard. They had the cookies and cream bars, or ice cream sandwiches, the traditional Mickey bars, and then the strawberry fruit bars. I did notice though, if you're looking for something a little bit different in Pandora, they did have an ice cream cart open that had a couple more of the different fruit flavored bars. So that's kind of a tip. Make sure to head over there if you're wanting something a little different. We had already had a couple of chocolate ice creams by that point and didn't really take advantage of that. Um, One of the things they do there too is they ended up, because they don't have as many popcorn carts that stayed open. So they had popcorn at some of the stands where they were handing out ice cream. They had it just like in some of the drink cups that they were handing out. So you're able to take advantage of that. And I mean, even as expensive as the ice creams are, I mean, Chris likes ice cream. I like popcorn, but I personally, you can only eat so much of it, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's expensive. Like we've mentioned before, like it's expensive ice cream at Disney. I mean, at home, it's relatively basic stuff. It, it was nice. I mean, I, it was nice just to have that. And, you know, you have a nice Mickey, you know, use your treat, what are they called? Uh, Snack credits. Snack credits. Use those (laughs) snack credits earlier in the day. But overall, it was very nice. I think, you know, going, we went in March, the weather was just right. You know, I don't remember really any line being more than 20 minutes at the very most. And that was really the flight of passage. But overall, awesome time. Yeah, and when you look at that, they did have some of the additional. So besides the rides, then later we ended up, we went back and we did Dinosaur. We did Primeval World again. It was really jerky the second time. I'm not sure why. We've never had that experience. And then we did, we ended the night with Expedition Everest um, a couple more times. Ironically, Expedition Everest, we still walked on, but the the trains were full at the end of the night compared to when we went at the beginning. I think a lot of people head over to Pandora first. So if you're kind of like us, I would recommend not going to Pandora at the beginning. Go do some of those other rides and then head to Pandora. Um, One of the things that they also have is some of the entertainment. As I mentioned, they have the drummers. We went and stood in line for Mickey and Minnie at the Adventures Outpost. I think that was maybe our longest line, and that was maybe five minutes. It wasn't very long at all. Um, they also do, as I mentioned, the Rivers of Light. And finally, they did like the tree ceremony where they have all of the projections on the tree, which was really nice, the tree awakening. And I've never gotten a chance to sit and watch that, so that was kind of a nice thing. So they have little things like that going on. The Rivers of 
Delight, there's one performance at 9.30. The Tree of Life Awakenings, they have those throughout the party. And then the Drummer Show is typically three times throughout the night. They do have a few of the places open if you want to purchase um, food, as I mentioned, in Pandora at Pangu Pangu, we got a drink. Um, there are a few other places that are open as well. But I thought compared to when we've gone to Magic Kingdom, like Magic Kingdom, it still feels pretty empty. But like this, I felt like we were like the hardly anybody else was there. What that was your correct. opinion? It just seemed a lot more sparse than at, at Magic Kingdom. Now, as a disclaimer, it could be this was the day that Disney announced that they were going to be closing the parks for a couple of weeks. So it's possible that might have been why. But I also just think, generally speaking, people are probably buying the tickets to do the after hours at Magic Kingdom versus some of the other parks. Um, So for us overall, I would definitely do it again. I think it was nice, even at the end of the night when you were leaving, they had people standing, they were giving out popcorn to go, boxes of popcorn if you wanted to take some for the night. We stay till the end, as we have with all of these. But overall, I think, as Chris mentioned, there's lots of things you could do during the day and then just head over in the evening to have some fun time at the park. And honestly, besides like the safari and maybe the Lion King show, you could do everything that you really would want. I mean, of course, there are some of the other smaller shows like the bird show and some of the dance shows and music shows that you can't see. But if you're just there for the rides, you really can hit everything during this time. And as I mentioned, we did some of them more than once. We did Everest, I think, at least three times. We did Primeval World a couple of times. So it's a great thing. We even, I felt like towards the end of the night, we're like figuring out what we wanted to do because we had already done everything that was kind of on our top list. So... Overall, I think it's a great value. I think Disney will continue to offer these in particular as people are having to reschedule trips that they might have missed out on earlier in the year because of everything going on. I've heard rumors that they will continue to offer additional offerings of these after hours events. I personally would continue to purchase these in the future for us as well. And so overall, would you continue to go to after hours events? Like, What's your opinion? Well, I actually would almost prefer after hours just because of the heat. Yes. Um, being in the sun. And I would, you know, this is my umpteenth time at Disney. I don't need to go all day long. Sure. I would prefer to go do something else. I know that's heresy to not be at Disney <laughs> all day long. But it would be nice to go see what else Orlando offers. I'm pretty sure there's other things other than Disney World. I haven't really experienced it. But some a friend told me that. But it, for me... Go do something else in the day. And like you said, take advantage of that, that three-hour window where you can go early. Yes, yes. And then you can maybe scoot in and see our, you know, the Lion King show, this or that, squeeze in some of those things. Yes, And then true. enjoy the night. But, you know, for me, if you want the value for your money, I mean, if it's a minute value, this might not be the best deal. But if it's getting on the rides, enjoy the most And again, like going yeah. like that Pandora, I'm not into Avatar. I don't really get the whole appeal. But there's people who have waited over two hours for that ride. This would allow you, in theory, to ride that same ride six times in that same period of time. Correct. Exactly. So we will continue to um, hopefully attend these sorts of events in the future. I think we saw a lot of kids at them because it is a great thing if your kids are able to stay up a little later, you can get them on attractions that they might not have the patience to wait hours in line for. So that's another great thing as well. And this one is a little earlier than some of the Magic Kingdom ones are scheduled. So you hopefully with your if you have some kids that are a little bit older, they might be able to stay awake a little longer compared to like the villains that goes till after one. 
Um, so overall, I think this is a two thumbs up from both of us. And I'll make sure to share links to our previous after hours experiences, as well as um, we'll have lots of great photos and things to share with you. And hopefully you'll be able to take advantage of one of these on your future trips as well. And overall, I think this is definitely something we would recommend. I know there's varying opinions out there, but for both of us, we see the dollar value. We just see the ability to really be able to take advantage of something that Disney is starting to, I think, really recognize that people want these sorts of special ticketed events, and I hope they continue to offer them. So I will share all that information with all of you in our show notes, and we're going to move on to our final portions of the show. We have our wisdom from Walt and our quick trivia, our two-minute trivia with Chris. So Chris, what do you have for us today? All right, going back to Animal Kingdom, what is the name of that big tree? The Tree of Life? The Tree of Life. Okay. So there's over 8,000 branches. Okay. And I will give you a 5,000 plus or minus how many number of leaves are on those over 8,000 branches? Ooh. Um, let's go with, I'm just going to throw out a number there. Let's go with 275,000. Wow, that is a lot of leaves. Uh, I'll give you one more guess because that is way too high. Okay, way, let's way, go way, way, with 75,000. Just a little low. 103,000 leaves according wow. to the internet. That's a good um, trivia because I've heard about like how many carvings were on there and stuff, but I've never heard about the leaves. Very interesting. And maybe some of you out there knew that one as well. So we are going to end I kind of on that nature's note. I thought I would use one of Walt. Of course, we know Walt was a huge lover of nature with all of the great um movies they did about nature and of course we see that exhibited throughout a lot of the parks and this is a quote from him landscapes of great wonder and beauty lie under our feet and all around us they are discovered in tunnels and the ground the heart of flowers the hollows of trees freshwater ponds seaweed jungles between tides and even drops of water Life in these hidden worlds is more startling in reality than anything we can imagine. How could this earth of ours, which is only a speck in the heavens, have so much variety of life, so many curious and exciting creatures? So very true, and we love the way they exhibit some of these these aspects of nature at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. And thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.